Hi, I'm Jim Wallace. What a week. Donald Trump has threatened both nuclear war and threatened the First Amendment. So listen to this. Here's a quotation. President Trump doesn't realize that we could be heading towards World War III with the kinds of comments that he's making. That remarkably candid quote came from Senator Bob Corker. He's a Republican. He's chair of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. In August, he said, this president is not stable. He's not fit to serve as president. We have a man who is intellectually incompetent and is emotionally immature, and his finger is on the nuclear button. And that threatens all of us, and Bob Corker, a Republican senator, has made that clear. When Corker told reporters, I think Secretary Tillerson, Secretary Mattis, and Chief of Staff Kelly are those people who separate us from chaos. I got scared for my children and all our children, including those whose parents voted for Donald Trump. It's time to speak up and to speak out against this man who is an intellectual, emotional, and moral failure and has his finger on the nuclear button. The process for a president making these ultimate decisions is built for speed. The process needs to be changed. They need to contain Donald Trump and hold him accountable to rationality and wisdom, two qualities he doesn't have. And I want to say church leaders need to speak up. The nuclear peril is unique, and church leaders used to speak to that. For decades, sojourners helped to lead broad campaigns to stop and reverse the arms race. The nuclear freeze campaign to just stop the arms race where it was. We with others around the country, there were endless services in the National Cathedral, marches to the White House. The faith community was the animating core of the anti-nuclear movement. We were the animating core. It was never just us, but we were in the middle of all that services, actions, demonstrations. I remember in 1983, we had a service at the National Cathedral. Thousands came. We marched to the Capitol, and in the rotunda of the U.S. Capitol, uh, 242 people, clergy, Catholic sisters, church leaders, heads of denominations were arrested, committed civil disobedience, it was the largest mass arrest since Vietnam, led by church leaders over the issue of nuclear weapons across all of our boundaries. We were there in the Capitol on our knees praying. I remember now that when we got in there, we just kneeled and we we're going to pray. And I wasn't sure how to begin the prayer. But the sergeant at arms in the U.S. Capitol did it for me. He said, It is illegal to pray in the rotunda of the U.S. Capitol. That was, to me, a call to worship. And so I said, let us pray. <laughs> and we were arrested for praying on our knees in the rotunda of the U.S. Capitol. We once had a poster on our wall. It was a quotation from a friend of mine who taught at Georgetown, Father Richard McSorley. He said, to build and launch a nuclear weapon is a sin. Thousands were gathering and worshiping and marching across the country in response to the sin and danger and unique peril of nuclear weapons. 
It's time for us to rise up and speak again. This is not a political matter. This is a matter of faith. We have a president who has demonstrated his lack of intellectual capacity, uh, his amoral sense of uh, ethics. He doesn't have any ethics or morality, and his complete immaturity as a human being. I've been saying what's at stake is the soul of this nation and the integrity of faith. Well, yeah, but now it's the survival of this nation and the responsibility of faith leaders to speak out from their faith against Donald Trump. He has to be prevented from making uh, irrational, angry, emotional decisions that affect the security of, first of all, the entire Korean peninsula. I have friends over there in the Korean churches, dear friends. We've got U.S. military over there. We've got U.S. citizens over there. There are millions of people whose lives are at stake with any kind of confrontation with North Korea. And now that kind of of nuclear confrontation could set in motion forces and momentum that affects all of our kids. The system is built for speed uh, in the event of someone attacking us and our being able to respond quickly. Uh, but we're, we're hearing now conversation talk from the president about the first use of nuclear weapons, the first use from us. Uh, that is completely irresponsible and completely immoral by any religious values and traditions. We, we murdered tens of thousands of people at Hiroshima and Nagasaki in our first use of nuclear weapons. They were mostly civilians. There were no military targets to speak of in Hiroshima or Nagasaki. This was to demonstrate our capacity to the Japanese. And we killed all these people. There's been lots of moral reflection on that since. A lot of people who actually built those bombs, the people who helped drop those bombs, have, have repented, a lot of them of that sin. We've written about that in Sojourners over the years. And I'll tell you a personal story. Um, my father, you know, is a uh, World War II veteran, uh, a naval officer, uh, engineer on a destroyer. They would sweep the mines from the harbors before they'd go into an island. So he did that time and time again. So he was in danger, and he came back safe and sound. I remember taking my father to the World War II Memorial shortly after it opened. And I noticed there were all these benches, lots and lots of benches. And then I realized it was so veterans like my dad, who was now in his 80s, could sit down. So we sat down on a bench for two hours, and I heard things I'd never heard before from my father. One of his stories was about Hiroshima. Apparently, the U.S. government was trying to research what these bombs did at Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So one of the researchers was sent to my father's destroyer, and he was supposed to research the impact of the bombs on factories, what they would do to big factories. So my father's ship, and he was the chief engineer on a destroyer, my dad was, they took this researcher to the, the site, Hiroshima, the city where the bomb had first fallen. And he asked for any volunteers who wanted to come with him. So my father and probably a few others from his ship took this researcher to Hiroshima. And my dad said, sitting on the bench, when we heard about the bomb, 
we were all for it because, you know, it could end the war and uh, his ship would have to go into Tokyo and sweep the mines from the harbor, which was a very dangerous thing to do. And that would have been his job. And they didn't have to now because of this bombing. And they thought the Japs deserved it. That's what he said. We all thought the Japs deserved it. But now he's on this little boat and he's on the island and he's with this researcher. My father said, it was the most devastating thing I'd ever seen. There was nothing left of anything. The factories were just flattened. There was nothing to see. And so we're wandering through the devastation. And and they came upon this little, almost a shelter, just a few pieces of wreckage that, that had survived. And they walked past that shelter. When out walks a little girl, no more than five years old. Her clothes are tattered. And she apparently had survived the bomb. She's all by herself. She's burned. They all knew she's going to die. Ken's little girl walks up to my dad, and he looks at her. And he said to me, he said, and that's the moment I turned against war. She had nothing to do with this war. And we killed her. A man in his 80s, sitting on a bench at the memorial, thought back 60 years when he met this little girl, and he started to cry. Killing little girls like her is not right. With weapons like this, it's not right. So this is a very personal issue, emotional issue, theological issue. My dad was a pastor. He said, as a Christian, we can't support this. We have to stop it because it's wrong. God doesn't want us to do this. Killing little girls like that have nothing to do with our wars and why we fight them. Donald Trump is is threatening the use of nuclear weapons. And during his campaign and at meetings that have been reported and once on hardball with Chris Matthews, Donald Trump said, if we have these weapons, these nuclear weapons, why can't we use them? He's now calling for a tenfold increase in our nuclear arsenal. He seems to be unaware of all the treaties and obligations, things that we help lead to 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 diminish, to radically diminish our number of nuclear weapons and warheads. That was intentional on the part of the U.S. and countries around the world. NBC reported this meeting in July where Donald Trump met with uh, military leaders, and they described our nuclear system and all of our military capacities, and he seemed upset that we had fewer nuclear weapons now than we did in the 1960s. He wondered why. He seemed not to be aware of all the treaties that we'd entered into to deliberately reduce the number of nuclear weapons and warheads around the world. Uh, So he wants to be bigger and better and the best and be able to outgun everyone every place. So he talked about, apparently from this reported meeting, with how we increase our military capacities across the board, including a tenfold increase in nuclear weapons, which nobody is for. Now he's threatening the use of these weapons in relation to North Korea by with language of fire and fury. Uh, and it's not in response to a nuclear attack. It's, it's, it's to their behavior and to the danger that they do pose. 
to, to the world. But none of our military leaders think the military solution is a good solution to the danger of North Korea. It's called diplomacy. Donald Trump really doesn't seem to know anything about. And so he's threatening nuclear weapons or military action that could lead quickly to nuclear confrontation. And nuclear confrontation on the Korean Peninsula would kill millions of people immediately and threaten the rest of the world uh, with, with something we've never seen before. So that's first use, the willingness to consider the first use of nuclear weapons. And when I talked about this uh, civil disobedience in the 1980s, it was Christian leaders who were protesting the idea of the first use of nuclear weapons, that we would use these weapons uh, the first. We'd be the first. We were the first. We bombed Hiroshima and Nagasaki. We're the only nation that ever used nuclear weapons. And to now threaten their use again, as Donald Trump is now, now doing, is completely, uh, it's irrational, it's politically and morally irresponsible. And Senate leaders and faith leaders should stand up and say that. The use of military weapons, as most of our military leaders understand, would be unthinkable. They're weapons of mass destruction. Uh, the use of one of these weapons could lead to this proliferation, this massive nuclear exchange from which the world would not survive. They are unique peril to the world. The use of nuclear weapons is morally indefensible. Indefensible. They were put into place wrongly to provide a deterrent and and so far, uh, no one's used them since Hiroshima and Nagasaki when we did. Uh, so whoever would use them again is putting everything at risk. And Donald Trump doesn't seem to understand that. We got to speak to this. This man is threatening nuclear war. And when when he's uh, when he's called out. Uh, by by the press when NBC reports a story that says he calls for a tenfold increase. Did you get that? Ten times increase in nuclear weapons. That's what he called for in a meeting with others present, and NBC has many sources from that meeting. He didn't like they said that. So he lied again, as he always does, about saying things, and then now he says we should revoke their license. Really? Revoke the license of networks? that report things that Donald Trump doesn't like. Now, all presidents uh, complain about their press coverage. That's pretty normal. That's presidential. They all do. But I can't recall, and the presidential historians can't recall, anybody who ever threatened uh, to take away their right to say it. That's an attack on the First Amendment. So threaten nuclear war against adversaries and then threaten the First Amendment if anybody talks about it. So why is Bob Corker the only Republican speaking up. He says that privately, many of his colleagues share their fears with him too, just like his his concerns are theirs, but they're not speaking up. So until political leaders speak up to this man, we are in great nuclear danger. This is a time for political responsibility. Time for faith leaders to be themselves, speak up for what they say 
they believe. This is a great danger. You know, this isn't just nasty tweets, crude language, assaulting anybody who disagrees with him, even his own staff, even his own cabinet members. This is a danger to our national security. Uh, I want to thank and bless Senator Corker for saying how crazy and irrational and dangerous this all is and that we have to stand up and prevent this from happening. I want to call the senators to be political leaders who will put their country ahead of their party and and their ethics ahead of their politics and take on their own Republican president. I want to call faith leaders to stand up and remember who we are. Jesus calls us to be peacemakers. That's not peace lovers. We're all peace lovers. He said peacemakers are the children of God. That's what he said. And that means we enter into situations of danger and conflict and try and resolve them and resolve conflicts without leading to more and more conflict and more and more war. And at the end here are nuclear weapons. And Donald Trump doesn't seem to have any idea what those weapons are or why he can't use them. So we have to restrain him, contain him, and protect our children and the world from him. That's a political responsibility. I think it's a religious responsibility as well. The system has to be changed, I think. So it is time for the Senate to rise up and say, we want to take responsibility for a system that is more protective of our national security. Rationality and wisdom have to prevail over just speed in the decision-making process. I'd like to see a Senate debate and a national conversation about this decision-making process, how it is that we make the decision for the first use of nuclear weapons. Senator Corker has opened up that conversation with really courageous uh, statements on his part for which he's been attacked by Donald Trump. But I think other senators, Democrats and Republicans, this is a nonpartisan issue. They have to speak together about this. So I want more of the senators to rise up and speak and perhaps have a debate that we could all participate in. And the nation has to speak about this as a clear and present danger to our children's future. I'm Jim Wallace. Thanks for listening. God bless you.